Hello there, I'm Paul Church. I'm the director of the Anemo Group. We're a tech, data, and digital talent solution. This is our podcast, Talent and Growth, where we discuss all things attraction and retention related. And today we're discussing how to reduce agency usage. And we're joined by Rekha Orca from Armakuni, who's done a phenomenal job there since she joined last summer uh, in making nearly all their hires direct. Um, I'm sure you'd like to find out how. Here she is. Rekha, welcome to Talent and Growth. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How about yourself, Paul? I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Thanks for very much for being a part of this today. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, I won't lie, a bit nervous, but sure, it'll be fine. <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about at all. Well, look, I think a great place to start would be um, for you to maybe just give us a bit of a background on, on your journey, your career, and, and what you're doing right now. Sure. So, um, like most recruiters, I started out agency side. Um, so I worked agency side for a number of years before coming in-house. Um, and I, I think it was really around a, a slightly different challenge. So um, the, the, the role being a bit broader um, when you're in-house. So uh, I've worked at a number of different uh, companies now, uh, digital agencies, product-based companies, e-com companies. And I am, I'm currently with Armakuni, who are a cloud native cloud consultancy, uh, cloud native consultancy. And um, I think so my role here is as a standalone sole recruiter. Uh, I've never been in that situation before. So this is a new one for me. Um, but I suppose previously it's been everything from building a team from scratch through to individual contributor. All my recruitment experience is in tech. Uh, I have picked up other areas, but always within technology. And what's it been like making that transition for being part of a wider team to being, you know, the standalone person in, in TA? Uh, in some ways, it's no different. If you're approaching recruitment, even as part of a team, you're still you're still looking at like the the the, the best practice, the best process, the smartest way to do things so that you're making the best use of your own time as much as it is being able to reach out and hire the individual positions. Um, you're getting feedback from candidates and from hiring managers about what works and what doesn't work. So you're constantly changing the process. I think here um, it's much more around, okay, I also need to look at systems and overall process and making sure that everyone's in line um, as opposed to uh, just my own little set. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So um, if we talk about um, Armakuni, do you mind just sharing a little bit about the kind of growth that business has gone through um, in the last kind of couple of years or so? Sure. So um, I joined last summer and I was the 20 something employee. Uh, I don't know exactly, but I think somewhere around that. And we are currently at just coming up to 50 people. Um, 50 people, actually, if we include all the new starters that are going to come on board in the next few weeks. Um, so we have uh, not quite doubled, but almost doubled um, since I've been here. And prior to me starting, they didn't have an in house recruitment team. So everything was done via agency. And that's why they hired me effectively that makes sense and of course our topic today is um how how to reduce reliance on agencies and of course look, in a perfect world nobody would use agencies in a perfect world we'd put out you know we put out a job advert and all the right people would come to your advert and we'd be able to hire them off the back of that and it'd just be wonderful well of course that's not the nature of the beast so what, what tell us about how um if, if the business was 100 percent reliant on agencies 
what the how did you come in there and kind of look at look at that manage it and look to kind of change that when you when you, from when you started Armakuni? Yeah, so I, I feel like when the when the business makes that decision to hire an in-house recruiter, they're already making the decision that they don't want to have that reliance on agencies. So that that's not me making that decision in itself. The only slight difference may be around you know this the current state of their in-house recruitment operations. So everything from, do they have an applicant trafficking system? Do like, what are the uh, interview processes is currently in place? What's the state of their job descriptions and job ads and, you know, employer brand and awareness, all the other stuff that kind of goes um, alongside it in terms of the role. But the core point being that most people want to reduce agency spend. Um, so hiring a, a, an in-house recruiter. So for me, it was, I suppose, understanding like our current business, like where, where are we at and where are we trying to get to and what's a sustainable way of being able to do that. Having 100 percent um, reliance on agency as we go from where we were when I started at 20, 30 people to 100 people company like you that that's not a sustainable way of being able to grow as a business. So um, I, and not just in terms of the outlay and the cost, but also in terms of that's your one sole source of being able to get candidates. So like that, that in itself isn't smart. So um, for me, it was really about just trying to diversify that, looking at other additional sources. So not just around what can I headhunt um, and directly approach, but everything from looking at our attraction and being able to work on our referrals policy and effectively trying to get the business as a whole to kind of work on the basis that everyone is the recruiter, not just me, that's my job title, but it's 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 not just my job, it's the role of everyone in the business to be able to grow our business. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you, of course, you know, by bringing in somebody internal, you know, there there is a conscious decision there by the business thinking, right, we need to stop relying on agencies 100%. Did you have a target set or did you set yourself a target around, right, we need to get it to 50% or we need to get to zero, but how, how, did, how did that work? No, is the easy answer to that. Um, I um, I looked at what the business had planned in terms of growth, and I looked at like my own capacity and capability of what I felt like I could deliver to, and the gap in between is what I effectively was looking at. Like that's that's most likely to come from agencies. What's happened, however, simultaneous to that is whilst there was a potential gap for them to be able to recruit for, is I staggered that over the course of the year. So rather than having it just in one chunk, it would be over the course of the year where either the demand would be quite high in terms of what we needed to deliver internally or where I was just like, it's going to be hard regardless to recruit for somebody. So like whether I do it or whether an agency does it is, is almost irrelevant. We just need to make sure we make that higher. So it was more, I suppose, thinking yet yeah, much more strategically about when and where do we use them. But as I say, simultaneously, what was happening, as we all know right now, is the candidate market was insane. Uh, the competition to hire for people and the importance of not not just employer brand, but I suppose the, the candidate experience that goes alongside whether or not you get the right people on board became even more paramount. I believe fundamentally both of those things to have been important pre slight current craziness, um, but it's definitely been heightened since. So I feel that um, 
that that's really where as the in-house recruiter you can make that difference now for me I don't think it's necessarily about making a candidate experience one way for an agency candidate and a different way for an in-house candidate it's about trying to improve the experience across the board but that is definitely somewhere where I feel like we can add some value gotcha so just just so I'm just so I'm right on this it really was a case of you're going to try and do everything yourself but if you need to use an agency you will yeah, I think it also helps that like we are a relatively small company. Like, can you can you make the kind of percentage change that I have done here at a ten thousand people company? No, probably not. Um, but when you're at my size, um, you know, where we're still, you know, we're, we're we're only getting to fifty now, so that you know that one hire has a huge impact in terms of what that percentage difference then makes. And since you've kind of gone about not necessarily since day one for you starting there but since you've gone about right I'm going to try and make sure that this talent's coming directly rather than through agency what percentage of hires have been made through yourself what percentage have been made through agency so over 90 percent has been done by me um and those first few uh that came via agencies were people that were already in process prior to me starting um all that kind of came on when I was still like ah don't really know what don't really know what I'm doing yet so you know um I think it's important when you're making that transition it's not about like doing a total cutoff first and foremost um that's not smart for the business uh if you do a total cutoff you have to make sure that you've got your own internal recruiting function up to scratch you know the brand you've got the candidate experience down you've got your sourcing tools you know you've got that internal capability you can have all of those things and still not have the knowledge so I think for me it's about um yeah I mean I felt relatively confident in my own ability uh but that's why it wasn't like a cut off straight away it was about like me trying to figure out what do I need simultaneously to whilst they still deliver I mean, going from 100% agency reliance to 10% agency reliance is pretty phenomenal. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, my, uh, my, my exec uh, team and the SLT are really happy. So, yeah, I won't, I won't lie. That's, uh, it's, it's really nice to be able to have that level of impact. Like I have done it in other companies where we've gone from almost 100% agency to 100% direct. I don't actually think it's smart to ever go 100% direct um, unless you've got like, a ridiculously huge team um but i do think you need to have some contingency available for agency and be able to plan and work to that accordingly but yeah i have got prior experience of doing it but i think it's much more around building that capability internally around what that needs to look like so if we so if we look at this so you know it's, it's a fantastic achievement if you think about how that's made up i don't you know i don't know how many agents agency companies i'm a we're working with and I don't mean how many people within those companies are working for Armacuni but let's suggest perhaps there's maybe three to four people working on roles for your business and then you've kind of come in and done it yourself so that's that's really really impressive so if we deep dive on a couple of things which you feel you've done really well to get people directly into the company what what are the things you think right those things that you know I nailed it with those and that's why we've got these people in I do feel like there's, there's probably two main areas. Um, one that I touched on already around that candidate experience. So, you know, building out 
even really basic communication that goes out to candidates, regardless of where they where where they're from, um, I think is super important. Um, it's one thing to kind of get people into your process; it's a totally different thing to keep them um, going through your process. So I think building out that candidate experience throughout the process, I think, was super important. Um, but kind of going top of funnel. And thinking about this, I think it was really about probably a combination of like really understanding the job and the company and knowing how to translate that in a relatively succinct way. Definitely have not succeeded in making it succinct yet. Um, but um, I definitely feel like I've, I've pulled out maybe some of the key characteristics of both who we are as a business and why people actually enjoy working here and honing in on not necessarily your bog standard word search when you're looking for a candidate of oh okay they've got java they're going to be a good fit but looking at kind of the the overall almost that holistic view on what that candidate might be open to and kind of targeting that appropriately and I think that's probably where the difference has been because then effectively you're you're getting their interest from the first the first interaction as opposed to Oh, they've had a number of conversations. They might already be looking, or they, or they, or they might be passive. But effectively, a recruiter's just showing them job, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, let's let's find out more about it." But and, and then going through the process, and then becoming interested. So getting them to get hooked sooner, I think, has been a real key thing. Do you think that's it's possible to do that uh, via an agency, or do you think that can only come from someone who's embedded in the business like you are? No, I think it absolutely can come from agency. So I think there's probably a few things that need to happen in order to make that work. There are absolutely companies that still give their role out to as many companies as um, agencies as possible in order to get their roles filled. That's not smart. <laughs> it's just not smart. No one's going to work on it effectively and you're going to spam the market, um, particularly if it's a niche area. Um, so it's, that's not smart. So the first thing is to choose two uh, two at most maybe three um but ideally find the one agency that's going to work with you really well and act as an extension of your brand like be able to know who you are be able to know how you represent that and so it doesn't matter whether I reach out or whether they reach out they're getting the same type of experience that I think also then links into it's not about the volume you're choosing but also about the quality of the agency that you're reaching out to I'd like to think those days of cowboy recruiters, you know, the agencies that just send you lots and lots of CVs, whether you've given them a job, the job or not, um, and whether they ghost candidates. I think you know, I'd love to think that those days are gone, but they're not. And so I think it's really around, you know, choosing the right type of agency that's going to represent your business in the right way, not just by what they say and who they present to you, but the experience that they also give the candidate. Um, you know, to find out that, I've given feedback to an agency, that agency hasn't given that feedback to the candidate and therefore the candidate is chasing me. I, I doubt that there's an in-house recruiter out there that hasn't been through that scenario. So I think it's really just about um, putting the time in to do, to, do, to do the right thing effectively. And what about just, is there anything else just around that candidate experience that you, that's kind of your, um, it's really important to you in terms of your blueprint for what that candidate experience should look like that you've kind of you know you've, you've built up over your career so you know what's going to what, what's going to be satisfactory to them and going to keep them engaged what is there anything else around that you could share with us i think ultimately what people are going through is like a massive life change like 
we deal in recruitment every day. So to us, people moving jobs doesn't feel like a big deal. But to the candidate, it absolutely is. And I think like it's both a combination of being respectful of that and as a result, therefore, building that trust. And to build that trust, you have to have an open and transparent conversation, both about the things that work really well, but also the things that don't. So if a candidate has gaps in their profile, tell them um, for whatever that might be. And I say gaps as if they're, you know, work history, whatever the, the holes might be. Um, if they're interviewing poorly, don't feel shy to give them that as feedback. The candidate will be grateful for it, um, particularly if you're able to give it in the right way. But when it is good, you know, they're a great candidate, they're getting the right feedback. That's great. But then making sure it's not about kind of shoehorning the candidate into a role because it works for you. Um, I feel like by giving a really great candidate experience you now, you're effectively building a relationship, not just for now, but over the course of that candidate's career, over your career. And if you're staying in, particularly if you're staying in the same recruiting area, in recruiting the same skills, you can then go back to that candidate years and years on time and that candidate will give you referrals and effectively effectively all you're doing is nurturing that candidate pool so just being able to build that not that just that initial relationship but that depth of relationship that you can kind of go back to doesn't mean you have to be their best friend it just means you need to be able to build that trust and do what you say you're going to do I think more than anything so for me candidate experience isn't just about oh you know giving them the right comms when they're supposed to or representing the brand the right way although both those things are super important it, it is also down to the absolute basics of respect and trust from the beginning and throughout that process yeah, absolutely makes sense. Um, and I'm sure we come on to this, but we, um, when we first spoke, I know that one of your challenges was creating a more diverse talent pool as well. What, what impact has, um, have you seen from going from more the direct approach rather than the agency approach? Yes, so we've increased our diversity. Uh, so that, that that's great. It's something I'm super passionate about, regardless of whether it's a remit that's given to me or not. I feel like, yes, we have increased diversity, but I haven't necessarily gone about it in a conscious way. And by that, I mean, it's not like I have gone to specific talent pools and been like, oh, we have to get a particular gender or we have to get a particular ethnicity or neurodiverse or disabled or whatever spectrum it might be. I haven't done that. All I've done is try to make the process as inclusive as possible. And that I've taken that approach to my sourcing as well. We're getting there in terms of being able to make sure that we're targeting wider pools. But I think as an agency recruiter, that's probably one one of the biggest areas where they can add a huge amount of value, but they don't necessarily that's that's not necessarily where the focus is, because the focus is often around, okay, got this client, need to fill the role, also need to do it as quickly as possible. But being able to provide a inclusive shortlist. I mean, gone are the days where anyone provides a shortlist, but being able to, at least at the top of funnel, be able to reach out to a broad spectrum of candidates rather than the top. I don't know, 10 people that pop on LinkedIn that all happen to be male, for example. So I think it's just about doing the extra work on what, what that could be. And that would be a huge area where I think agencies could add value. But for us right now, yeah, we've definitely increased our diversity, both on gender and ethnicity, um, on our neurodiversity. Uh, we're working on some of our other things. And I, I, I feel like 
if it isn't already on the radar for companies like clients uh, for agencies it definitely will be over the course of the next year or two and if it's not on the radar for agencies they will be asked for it so being able to know how to source um, both inclusively and in diverse pools I think is going to add a huge amount of value so I've, I'm sure there's um, plenty of people listening to this who are thinking, right, you know, I'd like to reduce my agency um, expenditure or usage by 90%. So what, what are the key learnings, um, not just from Armacuni, but over your career, which you'd recommend to people to implement if they want to go about this? So I think a number of things, kind of making sure that you've got that capability so do your homework whether that be on an individual level or whether that be you know training for the team on being able to source um we all learned how to do boolean sourcing when we started but there are definitely levels of insanity that you can get to if you're in the right groups to, to really hone those skills everything from x-ray searching to across platforms so i think that's probably a, um, a start uh, i think it will also be around your tooling so being able to scale your sourcing in, in the right way and what that looks like is going to be different for each company. There are a number of really great tools out there, everything from Gem to Fetcher to SourceWell, all these types of things that they could use um, that will all help them to scale that sourcing. And almost all of them also have the follow-up engagement so it's not about just sending that first email i don't know if you've seen the stats but most recruiters will send the first email a handful will send the second email most candidates will respond between the third and the fifth email so it's about that constant engagement and having that understanding but it's also even though you've got that constant engagement going out it's also about I suppose the balance of not spamming, despite what I just said, <laughs> so not spamming them, but sending them really relevant content, like something that they can actually respond to. So knowing how to hone your message in the first place, I think is really important. You know, we, those those days of saying, hey, I think we've got a, we've got a really great job that you're good for. Can we talk about it? Like, I mean, I don't know if anyone ever did that really, but that's that's definitely not going to fly in this current market. So it's about being able to both personalize and be able to, I suppose, hone in on the things that are going to like potentially resonate with that, that, that person. In fairness, some of that really does only come with practice. <laughs> You're not going to get it right first time and that's okay. But like just being able to kind of be that and that consistency of kind of going back to it over and over again. So I think, yeah, so I think those are probably some of the biggest ones around that capability, the tooling, the messaging that kind of goes out there. And I, I suppose time um, is probably the, the, the kind of forgotten fourth one, as it were, in that, like, you can't go from naught to 100 overnight, and nor should you expect to, um, even if you've got all of those things that I just talked about. It takes time. It takes time to have for candidates to re respond. It takes time to do this, the active sourcing in the first place. You know, it takes time to actually build up that funnel, to build up the pools of people to be able to even reach out to. So just giving yourself the time it needs to be able to kind of get that process the right way and being able to actually target people and get the right people into that process. Fantastic. Well, look, I think um, there's some really um, useful points here, lots of tangible actions for people to utilise. And I think, um, look, you should be really proud that you've, you've had such an impact in such a short time there. And I'm sure Armour Cuny are very, very grateful they got you. 
Yeah, I um, I was telling them I was coming here to do this today, and uh, they were like, "You've got so many things to talk about," and I was like, "Oh, don't know if I have." But you are right. Like, yeah, um, I think also the what what's so nice is not not just that it's made a impact, and obviously we've reduced our spend, um, but I think the connection that you have with candidates that you've sourced from scratch, um, and then being able to bring them into business then see them flourish in um, and, and grow within the businesses as you were kind of hoping, but you don't ever really know. Um, but being able to see that, like it's super rewarding, um, you know, being able to kind of change the process, um, uh, not just from sourcing, but throughout the process in order to be able to make a tangible difference to candidates. Like, yeah, it is, it is really rewarding outside of all the, you know, monetary uh, gains, I suppose, out of making that switch. Fantastic. Well, look, I'm sure there would be some people who might want to pick your brains about um, agency usage or whatnot. If, if somebody would like to reach out to you who's listening today, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, feel free to. LinkedIn, I, I'm pretty contactable, pretty responsive. I think I'm the only one with my name in the world, uh, so I am findable. Whatever the LinkedIn first bit is, forward slash Raker A is my full name to so absolutely reach out. Amazing. Well, look, thank you so much for your time today. Um, thanks for being a part of Talent and Growth. Yeah, uh, been a pleasure to have you. Likewise. Thanks so much, Paul. <laughs>